Howdy, howdy, and welcome to the Daily Run. We are in Romans, and we are in Chapter 4. Can you believe it? We've been cruising along. It only took us, uh, well, 40 episodes to get this far, but that's okay. I mean, what are we in a hurry for? Um, I mean, maybe we should be in, in more of a hurry. I think that we should be anxiously awaiting the return of the Lord and that we should be preparing daily. And I don't know about you, but oftentimes I'm not living my life like Jesus could be return at any time. And uh, I need to get on that one. Uh, not be uh, slacking off, but to continue to be diligent in pursuing him, diligent in, in studying his word, diligent in sharing his love with others. So, uh, hopefully you're doing well at that. Hopefully you are looking for those opportunities to um, to love and share uh, with the lost uh, because we have something pretty good. So uh, chapter four uh, is continuing on to with what he's been talking about at the end of chapter three. There's a nice little segue, a nice little transition with chapter three talking about how uh, making that point that that there are none righteous, no, not even one, um, and that we there that there is a righteousness um, apart from the law. That there is a way to be justified, uh, to be declared righteous apart from keeping the works of the law. And so uh, he said some things in the last chapter. I'm going to repeat verse 29, and uh, and I want to read, or actually, uh, let's say that let's. Let's uh, let's re, 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 all of a sudden I can't talk. We'll say 29 and 30. Uh, or is he the God of the Jews only? Is he not also the God of the Gentiles? Yes, of the Gentiles also, since there is one God who will justify the circumcised by faith and the uncircumcised through faith. Now, this is kind of a setup, and he's he's going to be doing some some pretty clever arguing, because remember, this is a diatribe where uh, where Paul kind of asks his, asks and answers his own questions. He's anticipating uh, the response from the Jews. And so um, he says, what then, in verse 1 of chapter 4, what then shall we say that our father Abraham has found according to the flesh? For if Abraham was justified by works, he has something to boast about, but not before God. Now, if you were a Jew and you were going to say, um, who's the most Jewish of all Jews? Well, I think you'd have to pick Abraham, being that he was the first one, the father of the Jewish nation. He is—he's uh, the one that they look to, and the one that they held up as their uh, founding father, the one that God called out uh, from the Gentile nations to be uh, His chosen people. So He says, uh, "What about Abraham, the Jewish, the most Jewish of all Jewish guys? What about him? Was he justified by works?" And now this was be an interesting thing to consider because you see the question is then when did Abraham live? Well, if you're not familiar with the Bible, you got to go back to the book of Genesis to find the story of Abraham. Well, the second book of the Bible, you have the book of Exodus, which talks about Abraham's descendants who you see Abraham had a son, um, Abraham had a son named Isaac, who then had a son named Jacob. Of course, they had more sons than just those, but that's the, the family line we're following. So Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, then Jacob has his 12 sons and they sell one into slavery. He ends up in in uh, Egypt, uh, which goes to um, work out for the salvation of the entire family because they all move to, um, to Egypt. And so 
in the book of Exodus, we find ourselves reading about the Jews in Egypt and their exit or exodus from Egypt. And they are led by a guy named Moses. Now, when we talk about the Jewish law, we're talking about the law that God gave to Moses, Moses who came long after Abraham. So this is one of those things that for the Jew might be a little tricky if they say you're justified by the law. But if we continue reading what God, what uh, Paul writes about Abraham, I think maybe we'll see um, kind of where he's going with this. So he says, you know, can Abraham, uh, how was he found according to the flesh? For if Abraham was justified by works, he has something to boast about, but not before God, you know, because we know, again, like we talked about last time, you know, we don't have anything to boast about. Um, but verse three says, for what does the scripture say? Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Now, this is this is a really interesting statement because this word accounted, it's like an accountant. It's that idea of uh, credited or reckoned or or added up. And it's a word that uh, that Paul's going to use a few times uh, in the book of Romans. Uh, so he says, look, this was added to his account. He was credited with righteousness. He was he was declared righteous. Now, how does that work if he didn't have the law? Now there's some people that and at the time this was not a this was not a new argument that people all of a sudden said like, wait how was Abraham righteous if he didn't even have the law yet um, there were things that Abraham did that were part of the law that predated the law and that's something that you'll see in the Old Testament uh, with others as well even like Noah who um, there's things that they do that are contained in the law but predate the law um, and so there was a lot of discussion and debate I believe at the time about how how could that be maybe god revealed to abraham the law ahead of time and he kept it by he kept the law by revealing it by god revealing it to him supernaturally before it was given to abraham and that way he could keep the law and be um, be justified by the law but paul's whole point is no you're not you're not justified by the law that's not that's not how it works um and so he's bringing up this first point. His first argument is, look, we got a guy that you all know and you all accept as as you know the forefather of the Jews, Abraham. And he was declared or accounted. It was accounted to him for righteousness um, because did you catch the because why? Why? Well, verse three, I'm going to read it again. For what does the scripture say? Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Now, again, it's not he believed in God. He didn't. It wasn't that he believed God existed or that he believed that somewhere out there, there, there was a God or, you know, like he wasn't like a nine-year-old who believed in Santa. He says he believed God. So what God said to him, Abraham believed him. And it says it was accounted to him for righteousness. And this is the, this is the thing that Paul's making, the point that Paul's making, and he's going to continue to make is that the important factor is that we believe God. When God sends his son to die in our place on the cross, to pay the price for our sins, do we believe him when he says that? Do we believe that he is able to save? Do we believe that his death was sufficient? Because when we believe him, that's that's that idea of, of faith, that I believe him and I'm trusting in that for my salvation. I'm not saying, well, I'm, I'm, I believe it, but I'm also going to do as much as I can just to make sure. No, that's, that's, uh, 
that's a different cultic uh, offshoot of Christianity that believes that stuff. No, it's it's belief. That's that common thread throughout the Bible that we see that God desires of his people is that we believe him. Pretty wild stuff. Anyway, we'll pick it up from there next time. God bless you. Have a great day.